1: It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G-Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G-Cobb and Micah Warren.
2: What's happening, everybody? What's going on? This is G-Cobb in the House. I'm Micah Warren along with my buddy, Jason Ashworth. Jay, what's going on, buddy? You ask me every Friday. It's Friday, right? Yes, so what's going on is the weekend, which means good times are about to be had. Life is good. How are you doing, my man? I, I love the attitude. I do. I do love the you attitude. You've got to stay positive. Everything that goes on during the week, Friday is my time to stay positive. No, I hear you. And it, it's weird. You know, every week we have an Eagles game to go over. We don't have one this week because we went over it last week because the Eagles play the Texans on Thursday. But this week, we've got, I guess, one of the previews for, for the game all the, all the Eagles fans get up for uh down in Big D on Sunday night. Um so we're gonna talk about that obviously and you know you know, give us a call if you want to talk about if you have any hated Cowboys over the years or, or anything associated with the team, events, things they did. Uh we can definitely talk about that too. We'll get into all the who knows, maybe we'll even get into Sixers at some point. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Michael Warren, open, look at you opening up Pandora's box. I know, I know, right? <laughs> but uh, obviously we've got to talk Eagles-Cowboys here. because the, the big thing is uh, after the Eagles pasted the Cowboys 44-6 to oh, at the end of 08 in the last you know game of the year to win the division, um, I'm getting to get into the playoffs, they've lost three straight. And it's not just the one. That, it was a good game in Philadelphia last year. It was the two in Dallas that I think people remember. Uh and I just watched uh before we came on I just watched some clips of those like I guess they have like the extended 4 to 5 minute highlights of those games that you can find on YouTube. Uh, if the score wasn't any indication that was 24 to nothing and the second game was 31 to 14. These were thorough beatdowns. I mean just good old fashioned and obviously you know the Eagles two different teams now uh coming to this game do you think, to what degree, Jay, do you think, any of that holds over? I mean, no. is it possible to carry momentum in for a year? No, 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 no. For anybody who, you know, and that's the thing, too. I hear a lot of people talking about, oh, I'm nervous about Sunday. Oh, it's the Cowboys. I mean, uh, I think a lot of people are nervous about playing the Cowboys because they have last year stuck in their head, and that's all well and good, and then that's fair because, like you said, they land-based in us. You know, back to back we in six days, they beat us twice. Um, and they got us good, but it was just a product of, I mean, they outcoached us, they outplayed us. Um, they, and I say us, I mean the Eagles. Uh, they had, they had the game plan to beat the Eagles, and they had it twice, and that's fair. I mean, that's gonna happen, but that, those, those two teams are completely different. The Cowboys are not the same team that they were last year. Obviously, they don't have the same, uh, the same offense with Tony Romo not in there. Their defense is suspect, and they, yeah, let's just point out the obvious here, okay? Michael Vick was not he did not play last year at the rate he's playing now, and, and you have to account for that. And Dallas hasn't seen that yet, so let's put down everybody's fears from last year and just let these two teams from this year play it out. And let the talent of this year speak. And the reason it's more important that you have Vick this year playing the way he is because this offensive line is not that different when you consider how bad it is. No, the offensive line still piss poor. And it, Donovan it at this point. Piss poor. He's not the magician with his feet that he used to be. Uh, and I, hardly a statue. But, you know, in and, and revisiting some of these games I'm watching, and, and this is one of the things that bugged me, too, because I listened to MacNow and Gargano Day on, on WIP Sports Radio in Philadelphia. And they're getting on Donovan. Oh, when I saw the guitar thing and, you know, him coming out of the tunnel, I knew it was done. He's not a leader. You. You watch that game. with McNabb at his best? No. Uh, it was a disaster. You had jailbreaks up the middle. The guys throwing with someone inside his gut every time. Uh, you had in the playoff game Leonard Weaver, Leonard Weaver fumbled twice. I mean, this stuff kills you. And yeah. they're going back blaming Donovan. You look. I mean, you want to talk about hot knife through butter with that offense against this Eagle defense. That are, are, do you think it's that much better this year? Yes, I think it's tons better. The defense? Oh, the de- No, It's about the, the, the offense. You said, what no, offense? No, no. I'm, I'm talking Eagles. about the way the Cowboys went through the Eagles. They, I mean, you yeah. watch. I mean, it was big play after big play, passes, and then, oh, here's Felix Jones. Here, go 73 yards. There you go. Look, no, no, that offense is not what it was last year. I'm sorry. It's just not. And you can say it's because of Tony Romo. You can say the offensive well. line is beat up. You can say that Marion Barber isn't as effective as he used to be. You can point out a myriad excuses as to why their offense isn't what it is but the bottom line is it's just not period so I don't no, want to. but, but here and say, is the Eagles defense is, is, is the Eagles defense any better this year are they better yes are they a good defense no I don't want to sit here and say they're a good no, they're defense terrible. They're no they are not terrible stop it I'm so sick and yeah. tired of people looking at the, the Eagles and saying oh, it's a terrible defense no they have suspect they have a suspect secondary that's what, their linebackers aren't the greatest, but their linebackers stop the run. Their defensive line and their linebackers stop the run, and, they and that's one of the, the job biggest things in Okay, but that's one. some of you say, "I'll give you that," but that's one of the biggest things. If you can stop the run, then you can minimize you can minimize minimize big plays downfield. It's when teams are absolutely abusing you in the trenches, and you're just giving up, you know, five yards to carry, six yards to carry to put yourself in second and four. Give yourself, make the defense respect the run, and then give yourself an opportunity. You know, to stretch the field and take a shot deep. That's when teams get killed. But the Eagles have continually stopped the run this year, which just minimizes the big play. Now I'm still, they're still suspect on the corners. I'm still not sold on Quick Michael. I still don't like our linebackers in coverage. But again, at the end of the day, you're stopping the run, and that's such a huge part of the passing game is to be able to run the ball. And if teams aren't doing that then I mean everything will fall in line. They've done a good job of that, but I still don't like the front force pass rush. Although but we're not talk- uh, yeah, I'm not talking about pass though. But we are I'm just talking about. We are talk- no. I, 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 oh, no, no, no I Okay, I know you made your point about. I, I understand that about the run. But now, when you get into the pass, and the Cowboys can pass, uh, uh-huh. Even with kiddos, yeah, but as long as they're passing in third and nine, and it's not third, you know third and three, and they're dropping back and passing, and I think that's kind of my point. If you're able to, to hold a defense and not give up those big chunks of yards on first down, second down, and put them in a third, uh, third and long, I mean that's for any defense. If you're able to put an offense in third and long, you know, routinely, I mean, you're going to get off the field more than you're not. Now, granted, I, I agree with you. Let's get a pass rush going here because the front four have to get pressure on the on the John Kittner if we want the second. If you want to be able to put help over top, if you want to be able to drop back, you have to get pressure with your front four. Um, so I agree with you there, but my whole a- it just it starts on first and second. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Fine with I, I gotta tell you, I like the upgrade. I think Antonio Dixon's an upgrade over Bunkley. I think we're all in agreement on that, aren't we? For yeah, yeah, I, I tend to agree. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to say upgrade, but he's certainly playing better than uh, than Bunkley is. Uh, I don't want to say he's an upgrade because I want to see it. Yeah, you know, I want to see it more long term. I like Broderick Bunkley. Bunkley, always has. Uh, to me, he's just a guy that'll take on. Uh, he at least attracts attention. There's instances where two offensive linemen. Uh, or trying to swallow him up. So I'll take that. But I, I definitely do like what Dixon's doing. You know, I almost wonder if Bunkley would be a better fit as an end in a 3-4. Not fast enough. Uh, no. End? No. Why? He's occupying That's... people. Occupying people so that a guy like Demarcus Ware can run around him and, and get in. I, agree. I just don't think he's fast enough, though, so still. To be an end, whether it's a 3-4 four, or 4-3, four, you've still got to have a little bit of speed. I'll give it, I mean, he's quick. Yeah, he may be quick in terms of, I mean, he uses his hands well, but I don't think he's, I mean. Well, bottom line, my problem with him is he doesn't get upfield. I, I know what you're saying he occupies, and that, that's important. Antonio Dixon gets into the backfield. Yeah. I mean, when you have a tackle getting into the backfield, that disrupts everything. I don't care what your offense is. I don't care who you are. You get pressure up the middle, and that's. Destroys everything, yeah. and no, I and I, I, I put Patterson in that. Mike Patterson in that category too. He hasn't he doesn't get pressure. Oh, I thought you were going to put Patterson in the Dixon category. and I was going to say I put no, no. He's in the bombing no, category. The yeah, no, I agree with you. And unfortunately, I mean that's two first round picks right there that you had to anchor your defensive line right there. And I mean it's one thing. I guess you know what I'll look at this and say, look, it's one thing to say that these guys aren't get uh, aren't able to. To, to rush the passer on a consistent basis on passing downs get pressure with just the four, but those two they're very solid. I mean, granted they're first round picks. Would you like to say that every first round pick is going to be a, you know, a stud? Yeah, of course you would. But these guys have been there for years and they've been solid.
1: So no, um, I mean, I'm not
2: going to go and call them out. No, they're not bust. But I wouldn't go back and look at that draft and be like, oh yeah, I still take Patterson and Buckley. Well, no, you trade up and you get nada. Yeah, so be, let's let's be real here. If Bunkley's there. You trade up ahead of the Ravens, and you get a Lodi Nada. <laughs> right. No, no, we know now, but you can do that. Right, for the exactly. Draft. If the world operated in 2020, then, well, hell, there's a lot of picks I might go after. All right, well, speaking of first-round picks, uh, Tom Brady pick not a kind of good, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, right. You uh, you, on you the Brandon uh, Graham camp? Or? Um, I actually said earlier, I think um, – I mean, there's so, there's so much attention on the Eagles getting pressure and can Trent pull, uh, you know, take advantage of Doug Free and this, that, and the third. Yes, me, I think that a lot of this game is going to fall on Parker and Graham because if they're not able to get pressure, well, anything Trent Cole thinks he can do is going to be limited, uh, and almost yeah. minimized. Um, so if Graham and Parker can get in there, which I'm not, I'll tell you what, I'm not in the Graham camp, but I'm also not sitting here saying, well, you know, he's nothing. Uh, but I, I'm certainly for all the attention and, and hype that I heard about him coming to the draft. I was excited. I mean, I here's the thing: I will listen to guys. There's certain guys I will listen to, certain guys I won't. I mean, if you want to listen to Kuiper and 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 company, fair enough. I like Mike Mayock. I I Oh yeah, yeah, everybody does. Yeah, I I listen to that guy, and he he was big on him too. So I was, you know, I was trying to listen to to Mayock as much as I can, and I kind of did buy into Brandon Graham. I was real excited when they got him. Uh, of course, I, you know who I wanted, but uh, I'll take Brandon Graham. But I just haven't seen what I thought I would see out of him yet. So, I, no, I'm not in the Brandon Graham camp just yet. I kind of was. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I definitely I, was. Early on, watching him in, like, in the preseason, early part of the year, he, did, he showed you some things. You're like, he, he's almost like, he reminds me a little bit, uh, and don't take this the wrong way, he reminds me a little bit of Mike Mimola in that he's, he gets the pressure, but he rarely seals the deal. Yeah, which yeah. is you never know. And plus, you know, this is a lot of football for a rookie to play, so it's kind of tough to judge him. You have to you really have to see him, uh, you know, as he goes into his second full season. Yeah, and let be real, he's, a still gotta, <laughs> he's still got to put on another fifteen pounds at least. He still has to. He still needs to go through an NFL workout. He needs to go through an NFL offseason. He needs to have get a full season of uh, of NFL football, rest, and then NFL acumen in the off. And then you know, lengthen his know, arms. Come in. I mean, just look at the. And, and I know this is offense, defense. Fair enough. Let me just get right back. we got to take a break, though, but I want to come back. All right. Back on, all right. On I apologize, but i got to take a break. Uh, we- <laughs> this is G. Cobb in the house on voiceamericasports.com. We'll be
1: right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Every Monday, tune in after the weekend games for Locker Room Views with Arturo Freeman. It's a sports show that'll keep you talking. We'll go inside the minds and lives of world-class athletes and hear about their views, opinions, and life experiences about the world of sports. Your host, former NFL great Arturo Freeman, will present an action-packed out every single week. Arturo Freeman, Locker Room Views. is live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Here's what's happening this week on Forever Hunting's Trail with Jim and Tram. Extreme Hunters finalist Paula Richmond,
2: Fred Zeglin from McGowan Precision Barrels, and author of River Smallmouth Fishing, Tim Holshag will be our special guest. And we will be hitting on the trail with a guy that thinks meals on wheels is really
1: roadkill. We're talking about those guys from Vanderbilt's, your work boot center, Wednesdays at 1 Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. I'm Jim Ferguson. I'll see you on the trail.
2: Yes, yes, yes. I heard it this time. Oh, don't worry. I'm all paying one. attention now.
1: Okay, you got that. One. Yeah, we're right. back. Make
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, we're back here talking Eagles and Cowboys. I'm Michael Warren, along with Jason Ashworth. Um, you started to get in. We were, we we're getting into a little bit of Brandon Graham there. Um, yeah. And it, I didn't. I didn't want to compare offense and defense with you. But what we were basically saying was, look, you got Brandon Graham going through his rookie year. What I want to see is go through that rookie year and then get an NFL offseason. Go through the NFL training camps. Go through a workout, NFL workout in the offseason. And and what I'm trying to liken this to is just look at the difference it made for LaShawn McCoy. I don't want to go offense and defense, but he put on... No, 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 you're right. You know what I'm saying? So I I don't want to judge Brandon Graham just yet because if I were to judge LaShawn McCoy last year, I'd... All right, yeah, he's he's not bad. Kind of the same feeling I have with Brandon Graham right now. Yeah, yeah, all right, he's not bad. Next year, if he comes out and he shows he could be a solid a solid pass rusher, um, I mean, that, <laughs> this is a whole horse of a different color, isn't it? Well, but, no, no, but your point your point uh, well made because I, I thought the exact same thing about LaShawn McCoy last year. And, you know, and I'm watching it and. <laughs> It's funny, you listen to the announcements, like, oh, he's another young Westbrook. And I'm like, what are you watching? This yes. guy's not Brian Westbrook. <laughs> are you out of your mind? So, uh-huh. But you're right, though. And then this week, this I mean, I'm sorry, this year you watch uh, LaShawn McCoy, and you're like, oh, yeah? Like, this guy one-on-one is almost impossible to tackle. Now, I know he doesn't have the high-end top gear that you would like, but he breaks off enough big runs that... You can't get mad at him. You know, it's not like he can't get out of his own way or it looks like he's running on the beach. Um, well, but you're right. Brandon. If Brandon Graham can make that jump that LaShawn McCoy made, I think we'll be all right with it. Um, now, also, I wanted to did – you, did you come up with some stuff for me, Jay? Because we, we want to talk about – and, you know, give us a call you if you've got Cowboys moments that you want to talk about. 888-346-9144. Uh, moments in the Eagles-Cowboys rivalry. Is there anything – you know, players you hated or an Eagles Cowboys game that stands out to you or anything the Cowboys ever did that just bugged you. I'll get you started. You yeah, remember yeah, the Cowboys? I think it was, bugged. I'm trying to think of it was late 70s. I know they did it in the 80s. I'm not sure exactly when it started. I think it started in the 70s. Do you remember when their offensive line would come up to the line before a snap? No. Danny White would walk them no. up to the line and all of them except the center would stand up real quick and then stand back and then go back down. No, if it's in the 70s, then no. Eighties, Jay. All right. Well, you said seventies, and I mean, we're I not. I think it started in like the seventies. All right. Well, fair enough. I'm not. I'm only twenty four, dude. You're not twenty four. <laughs> I only got, I only got <laughs> so much. I'm not. I'm not Forty two <laughs> years old. All right. You. I'm not quite you your were, age. You wish you were twenty four, man. You have thirty. <laughs> it's all over. <laughs> no. And, and uh, yeah, those days are over. Although I will say this: the other day I. uh it was, it was actually earlier today. I went out to, to, uh, to the liquor store. The guy looked at me. He goes, "Ah, oh, you're fine. Twenty-what? Twenty-two? Twenty-three? You're fine. And I was like, are you serious? And then you split them to twenty. That's what all our – yeah, exactly. That's what all our listeners don't know is how good-looking and youthful I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. But you digress. But you digress. But, but I digress. Yeah, let's continue so, on. No, no, no. So, so – They, they, uh, for, for people that don't know this, and, and people that are a little older, obviously three years, me being three years older than Jay, I'm able to remember this stuff. Oh, right, right. The Cowboys offensive line walked up as a unit, as the center put his hand on the ball, they would start to go down, then they would all stand up in unison, and then go back down. They did it before every play. It, there was just something so arrogant and obnoxious about it, and I guess what makes it even more annoying as an Eagles fan, you're watching it, and they were just so good. I mean, isn't that the reason the Cowboys have always just been so frustrating and the reason Eagles fans have hated them? They have good great That's the reason everybody hated them. That's the reason everybody hated them. That's the reason oh. I hated them as a kid because guess what? I had to see them twice a year. You know, being an Eagles fan growing up, I had to watch them kick the Eagles rear twice a year, and you know, most times. Uh, but I, I think that's why majority of the country. so. so can we get over this whole – all right, look, I'll transition this. I hate the fact that they're called America's team. Can't stand it. Everybody in America hates them. Every, every time people play the Cowboys, they get up to play the Cowboys because they want to beat the Cowboys. That's not America's team to me. I don't understand. It is, but they are because you go. But they're not. But they're not. Get off it. Hey, go to How a bar in Philadelphia? Philadelphia, you'll find a Cowboys fan. Go to a bar in Sacramento, you'll find a Cowboys fan. Go to See, the, the middle of Arkansas, you too. They're all you'll over. find a Steelers fan too. Steelers huh? fans travel, probably, I would say Steelers fans travel. Just as well as Cowboy fans. I hate to admit you're it. Talking, you're talking about because traveling. I don't, I don't like to give you're credit about to my friends on the, the other side of the state. What's you're that? Talking about going, you're talking about traveling to the team. Like going to a game when they play no, in Detroit. No, no, no. Go- I'm talking about pockets. I'm talking about pockets of people that live in different states. Steeler fans are everywhere. I hate to admit that. I hate it. But if I have to call, if I have to just call it like I see it, then I will. I'm just... I'm well, just it befuddles me that people constantly say... That the Cowboys are America's team. I'm it's telling you book. why. Uh, well, I don't necessarily and, agree with you. Didn't they, they, they? And Jay, they gave themselves that name. My, you know, I can call myself America's writer. I mean, right. you, know what I mean? you can call yourself anything. They all right, well, right, you're asking me reasons fuck. why I hate the Cowboys. I'm giving it to you. Okay, all right. So you don't right. like that they're called America's team. Okay. Can't stand it. <laughs> Here's what bugs me. And I've got to tell you, just so I mean, I don't really, and Jay, you know this. I'm not really telling you. I just, I don't really get into the whole fan stuff anymore. Like, I, I, I don't sit here oh, go, I despise the Cowboys, and if we only win two games all year, if, so that's fine as long as it's the Cowboys. That's nonsense. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Super. That kind of, I, I don't. The only time, the only reason I root against the Cowboys, Giants, and Redskins is because it helps the Eagles, and I'm an Eagles fan. Yeah. Um, but it's not out of this deep hatred or anything. I don't care about that stuff anymore. Oh, here you go. I'll play off that as well. to exactly, exactly the point you're making. So I'm, I'm riding home from work, um, and one of the questions on a radio station that, sh- that shall go nameless was, which win do you care about most? Would you rather have the Eagles beat the Cowboys this week or the Giants the following week? Uh, I don't know. Hey, dumbass, you tell me. (laughs) I'm going to go with the Giants next week. What do I care if we beat the Cowboys this week or not? I'd much rather beat the Giants, would you not? Are you paying attention to the division race? Oh, well, Jay, I mean, I'm just saying. No, 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 but to to, to make your point even farther, I'm watching football on Thanksgiving Day, and, you know, we all check our Facebook or whatever it is, and all these people are so excited that the Cowboys lost. And I'm thinking, oh, whatever, at least the Cowboys lost. I'm like, are you well, out of God. your mind? Are you out of your mind? The Saints are like 8-3 and three or 7-3 and three or whatever they were at the time. Yeah. A huge threat to the wild card. It, look, if you're the Eagles or Giants and you don't win this division, you're done. There are too many other good teams. The wild card, chances are, you know, unless Tampa Bay stumbles big time, that's possible. There's four games left, and it can happen. I'm not risking going for the wild card. you got to win this division to make sure you get in. And so I'm thinking. So, if, if you're a re- if you're a true Eagles fan, don't you want what's best for your team first? If you want to hate yeah. the Cowboys. You hate the Cowboys. Go ahead. And you know you want to you know hope they lose and all this. Uh, that's fine. But shouldn't the Eagles come first? shouldn't Shouldn't you want them? Want what's best for them first? If that means the Cowboys winning, you root for the Cowboys. You know sometimes it, the Cowboys are out of it them winning is advantageous when playing against any other NFC team. Uh, so so I I don't get that. And that's when you get into the psyche of the Philadelphia fan where we're a little too deep in this, people. You know, <laughs> let's pull back and look at what's important. Um, you know, sometimes you're going to have to root for the Cowboys. It's okay. It's all right. But I'll tell you something else uh, in, in getting with things that the Cowboys uh, have done that annoy me. Um, and this one... The one reason I love this story of it is because of the revenge the Eagles took and i sent you a text message today about this um which based on the fact that you don't remember the lineman did the little stand up thing, maybe you don't remember the nineteen eighty seven strike well, um, all right i was I was what uh three years old yeah two years well, old. well I wasn't alive for World <laughs> War two, but I knew it happened all right you know i I Fair enough. <laughs> so. So it's nineteen eighty seven strike. And if you don't know the story, it's a great story. Um and oh, it was it a three game strike I believe and, and uh-huh. all the players are holding together. Every one of them no, we're not gonna cross except Dallas. Not only did they have players cross the picket line, they had good ones cross the picket line. You know, you're playing against Danny White, Randy White, Tony Dorset, and they're going against the Eagles who have like Guido Merkins and Scott Kingsley <laughs> as their quarterback. I mean, I'm talking full on nobody. It was bad. Not only did the Eagles have scab players, they had bad scab players. <laughs> I mean they were brutal. They weren't even competitive in these games. So Dallas jumps out to a seventeen point lead and so what did they do? Oh, they put Tony Dorset in the game. <laughs> they put Tony Dorset in against these scabs. He scores a touchdown. They thoroughly stomped the Eagles and it oh, it pissed Buddy Ryan off so bad. It made him so angry. And so the best part about, it, if you're an Eagles fan, was the redemption. And Jay, I hope, I hope you remember this part. Uh, two weeks later, the Cowboys come to the vet and that the strike is over at this point and Buddy was seething. So the Eagles have a lead. I think it was a two score lead, uh, late in the game and it's kneel down time. So, <laughs> and this is, and this is again why Philadelphia loves Buddy Ryan and loves Buddy Ryan despite the fact you never want to play game, but they love him because of this stuff. So it's kneel-down time. Randall's kneeling out the clock. So Randall goes to kneel down, and he kind of just he ducks down and moves backwards, never goes down. <laughs> and he, throws, he throws a fade route to Mike Quick down at the goal line. They get a pass interference penalty to put him on the one, and he ran it in from the one with Keith Byers yeah. just to run up the score. It just one of truly one of my favorite moments of Eagles-Cowboys history uh, because, okay, so I was nine. When that happened, at nine years old, I knew they should not have had their regulars. I didn't know anything about the labor. I didn't know anything about labor talks or contracts or what the players are getting the owners. I didn't know. I didn't care. All I knew is we had Guido Merkins and Scott Tinsley, and they. Well, had at nine years like, old. At nine years old, did you know? The I game knew game? it. Hampshire has just taken a knee. Well, and I, I remember. I remember thinking. I was like, "Oh, this is great." Yeah, of course you did. And how many Dallas fans, when their players crossed the picket line, when they were beating up on the Eagles, were saying, oh, this is great. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, I'd probably you know, if Eagles players, if Randall crossed the picket line, I probably wouldn't have been complaining, especially at that age. But that's, <laughs> that's one of my favorite Eagles-Cowboys moments. But we got we got to take a break. We'll come back here with more Eagles-Cowboys. Anything else you guys want to talk about, this is G-Cobb in the house on voiceamericasports.com.
1: And the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
2: Here on G-Cobb in the House, I'm Michael Warren along with Jason Ashworth, and we're talking Eagles-Cowboys. Cow- Eagles are headed to Big B for their first matchup with the Cowboys this year. Um, obviously, remember the last to- last two times what happened? Uh, we've been talking about that. And, Jay, we briefly mentioned during the break, because uh, I said before that I don't believe anybody in the NFC East will get a wild card. And the reason I say that, well, the Bucks are at seven and five, but uh, you still got the Falcons are ten and two, uh, Saints are nine and three. One of those guys is obviously going to uh, win the division. <laughs> you have to assume the other one makes the wild card, right? I think. Can we not even discuss the NFC West? You don't. One team, does. It doesn't yeah, I, matter who gets in. I ate a little while ago, and I'd like to keep it down. Um, <laughs> it is bad, man. It is bad news. Um, the NFC North though, you got nine and three, but the Packers are eight and four. You don't think you disagree that, that the wildcard uh, wild card team could come out of the NFC East. I think it can. I, think I don't it see will. it happening. Of I, I don't it can. Of
0: course huh? it can.
2: I think it will. And I may surprise you with my reasoning. Oh, you always I... surprise me with your reasoning. Yeah, well no, fair enough, because you know why it's actual reasoning. Right. You're, not used to, you're not used to thinking with actual reason. Right, uh, he, yeah. uh, right, right. What I <laughs> said was. <laughs> <All right. laughs> what I'm thinking is this. So, if you look at the, uh, let's stay away from the NFC East. We'll, we'll first start the NFC West. And okay. yes, okay. It's, it's going to be Seattle and St. Louis. Yes, Seattle and St. Louis. One of those two is getting it. If you ask me, I think it's St. Louis. That's who my lead horse is, okay? If you move I think so to the end. But... What's that? Okay, I, th- I think so, too, but whatever. Okay, Just moving on. I'm just eliminating one of the six. So we have five teams that we need to choose from. In all reality, the teams that we're choosing from would be Atlanta, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Chicago, Philly, and New York. Yep. Those are the teams that we have to now select five from. In the yep. NFC South, Atlanta's winning the NFC South. Okay, So then that leaves New Orleans and Tampa Bay. Guess what? I think, in all reality, Tampa Bay's left out. I do. They've already... Uh, off the top of my head, I don't even know, uh, what the record is right now, but I think they've got four or five losses now. I know they've struggled. Uh, They're seven, seven, seven and five. They're seven and five, and I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with you there. Okay, so I, I think as great of a story as Tampa Bay is, I'm going to have to rule them out and say, "Sorry right, guys, you missed the boat. So that leaves right. me with Atlanta and New Orleans, which means I have three more teams that I need to select. Actually, Dave okay. Jay- before you go, before you go on that, I got the schedules up. So while we're talking about Tampa Bay, they are in Washington. Uh-huh. They host. They host Detroit. Host Seattle before going to New Orleans. Those are three very, very winnable games. But yeah, no, they are. So I mean, if you want to talk about that, let's look at New Orleans schedule. So New Orleans, they wrap up. They have St. Louis. They have Baltimore, which I think they can get. They have a tough game against Atlanta, but then they end up uh week seventeen at Tampa Bay. So let's just say they can beat St. Louis. You know, I think they can beat Baltimore. I really do. Um, but even so, Atlanta they may drop. Tampa Bay I think they can win that they're at home and I don't think Tampa Bay can keep up with them in terms of firepower. Especially not New Orleans has found their uh it's found their rhythm it seems offensively. So I gotta give the edge there while Tampa Bay has some winnable games they're already trailing. Um, New Orleans is nine and three right now. So even if New Orleans does drop those two games against Baltimore uh, and Atlanta, they can still inevitably win it in Week 17 to have a better uh, to have a better record than Tampa Bay and leave Tampa Bay out. Okay, moving. Are are, Do we make enough reason with that one?
0: If you want yeah, to go you're watch
2: samples, yeah, you're, you're fine. Okay, continue. So then, Please proceed. moving on, moving on. I'm going to take one team from the NFC East right for for right now, and I'm going to say the Eagles win that division. Okay, um, based on so what? What's that? Based on what? Based on what? Based on my opinion. No, <laughs> that's what I, mean. I know, I but... They, based they on, I think they beat the Cowboys twice. I think they can so, afford... Yeah, you heard it. I think they can afford to lose the game in New York. Fair enough. I don't think they'll have a problem with Minnesota either. So I see them going 3-1 and one over these next four games. Okay, that's so um, it's 11-5 with a split to the Giants. I think they... Not a problem. They, uh, they, it is a problem when you consider they have the Eagles on conference record. Uh, let me take a. Uh, I don't know what the Giants schedule is on the way out. Let me take a quick look and see what we can come up with on them. Giants finish up with Minnesota, Philly, Green Bay, Washington. Well, if they lose to Philly and they lose to Green Bay, they They're have a better it. record. So, it's a moot point. So, there you go. If no it's correct. If it's correct, well, yeah, I'm telling you, I'm telling you what I think is going to happen, okay? Okay. And here's where we're gonna, here's where I think I'm gonna surprise you. Just a tiny bit, all right? Because I bring over, I look over at the NFC North, and I am it is. I'm there's no way I'm saying the Packers are not winning the division. I'm sorry, I'm just not. Where are they? I think they're what, eight and four right now, they're eight and four. They're eight, they're eight and four. Chicago's up. at nine and 3 right. Chicago's nine and three. But the Packers finish up with Detroit, New England, New York, Chicago. Okay, now based on what I just said, I think they can beat Detroit. They may slip up against New England. Dude, that's not a DC schedule. No, nope, but fair enough, hold on. I just said that I thought New York would lose to Green Bay, so I'm going to give them the win there. And I think they can beat Chicago in the rematch. In the rematch. So I now have them going 3-1. They win the NFC North. The team that gets left out, that final team, is it New York or is it Chicago? It's Chicago, big boy. I think Chicago, when you look at their schedule, yeah, they're nine and three. They've the got three field. damn they they got a tough schedule coming out. They finish up with at uh, they have New England at home this week. Then they have Minnesota, that's a win. Then they have to go and play New York. That's that's not that easy. New York struggled but I think they match up well and then they have Green Bay. So they very easily could go one and three through these final four games and they could then be the odd man out in the playoffs. I think that's how it shapes up. I think Chicago is a little too confident right now. I think New England puts them in their place. I think they get a win against Minnesota, but then I think they drop the last two to fall out of contention. Where is that game? Chicago game? and uh, New England. Chicago and New England is in Chicago. And then they're oh. at Minnesota, home against New York, at Green Bay. And here's why that bugs me. Um, I don't know if you heard earlier this week Jay Cutler complaining about the conditions of Soldier Field. Yeah. Okay. How stupid believe, is that? How stupid is that, Jay? I, I, it's your I home field. You know, it's crap, but it's your crap. You're yeah. used to it. Nobody yep. else is. Did you see I the agree. Eagles that, when they played in in Chicago? They were uh-huh. was like a slip and slide out there. And that, and you know what? In all reality, I don't care. Uh, does it bother me? It doesn't even bother me. Is it a home field advantage? Yes, it's a home yeah. field advantage. He's, he's it is. what what's he complaining on? for? I can't yeah. stand Jay Cutler. Hey, put I can't game, stand the Eagles Chicago game on turf, and it's a completely different game. In my opinion, that is a completely different game. I don't know that Jay should be complaining about it. Uh, when of course he shouldn't. Like, it what was the first thing everyone complained about when they came to the vet? The turf it was, was awful. The stadium, the turf, everything about it was garbage. But it was our garbage, and yeah. you didn't want to come in and play on it. No, it was an intimidation factor, if anything. Absolutely. You know, nobody, nobody wanted to play in Philly, not necessarily because of the team they were lining up on, as much as it was the field they were lining up on. You know, nobody wanted to play in Philly and have a chance to just run a dig route and blow your ACL. Nobody wants to do that. Yeah, and if you don't remember Wendell Davis, who was a wide receiver yeah. for the Bears years yeah. ago, it was the only even time I've ever seen. You know, tell me if I'm wrong. It's the only time I've ever seen that I can remember a guy blowing out. I mean, full on blowing out both ACLs on one play. Just run it. Just run it. Just run it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a I mean, shame, but I mean, it sure scared the hell out of a lot of people. So I was hoping <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. what you should be taking at. And you know what? If you want it, in all reality, if you, if Chicago, Chicago is, is aware that they have have these issues with their, well, then don't be playing high school championship, you know high school state that's championships what, on your I field. I thought that was so crazy. funny. like, You know, like, well, we do have these high school games. Well, don't play it then. Yeah. Can you move move the game, please? Go ahead and let the high schoolers play on a different field. I mean, this is a billion-dollar industry, and now you're going to go ahead and let these dudes play on sand. That's awesome. Good thinking. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But that's my point, though. That's going to affect New England. That's an advantage for the Bears. And, wow, I think we all love New England right now. Why is that going to affect New England? They're not used to it. The Bears are. Uh, No, no, no. I don't think it's used to or not used to. I'm not saying that. I think it affects teams that are built on speed. Because when you're built on speed and you're playing in that and you can't, you can't, for all intent purposes, get fast, I mean, there's no other way to say it. If you can't hit those extra gears, if you can't stop and go, then it, then it totally puts the, the, the plays in the, Yeah, but the, I mean, you know, there's an equipment issue, too. You saw the, you know, when we watched the Eagles there. It's not it's an, an equipment issue. issue. It's not an equipment it's, issue. Look, they're looking, what are they looking at their spikes for? You get longer cleats. You go yeah. out of the game. You go out in pregame and you figure out, oh, okay, these aren't going to work. Let me get longer cleats. Let me get longer spikes. Done. It's not an equipment issue. The the same issue that the Bears have to face, the Patriots have to face. Look, I'm just not one to sit here and say, oh, the field, the field. When the Eagles lost, I wasn't there saying, oh, the field, the field. No, because the not had to deal with the two. They just did a better job, and it just happened to nullify some of the things that the Eagles were good at. But if the Eagles had them on the – had played the Bears on the turf, I would sit there and say, oh, the they are on turf, and the Eagles are on no, it's No, you, you have your team built around certain towns, and the Eagles are built around speed. The Bears are not. They won that game. Done it. Move yeah, well, on. West, I'm not going to be in case. Wes Welker will West Welker, have a blast with
0: it. Um, hey,
2: West Welker will, because West Welker isn't a guy that's trying to get north and south and stretch the field. West Welker is yeah, going to run three yards. I'm going to stop, and I'm going I'm to drag across the field
0: a wow, great, great idea,
2: yeah, great idea. Cutting is so easy on a crappy field. That's the Got guy that's going to be affected. Once you're running straight ahead, what difference does it make? It's okay, all rest people who are listening across the country, you, you, mark, you mark Micah's words and you mark my words. The Patriots yeah, will win that notes. game, and they won't look as affected as you think they will. I'm not that's saying it's going to be, oh, they're not going to be able to play because of it. I think it, it, it favors the Bears, and the Bears are a better team than you're giving them credit for. No, I think are not, not as good this team is team not you're looking five metaphors. weeks ago. This is not looking five weeks ago to where like, oh, the Bears are the the you know, best four, you know, the worst four and three team. Not not at all. This team is starting to play better, and I think you're discounting the Bears a little bit now. Granted, we got a full quarter of the season to go. We got four games left, so we're going to find out. We're going to find out what they're made of. Now I, I don't understand why you're sitting here. I don't understand what your basis is. If we want to talk schedule. In all reality, we were just talking schedule. Then, just give me two seconds to go over their schedule. They beat Detroit. Okay, Fair have to... They shouldn't even have beat Detroit because they took back a touchdown from Calvin Johnson. But I digress. They beat Wait, a was, terrible. Was... Let me finish. Ten weeks ago. What's? I'm going through their schedule. Can I just go through their schedule? Do well, you mind? we're not. We're getting... right, I have to, I'll have to interrupt you at some point because we're getting close to a break. But if hey, you well, want to get? Don't started... worry. It'll take me two seconds to prove you wrong. They beat Detroit. <laughs> Old Calvin Johnson nonsense. They beat a terrible Dallas team when they went through that 0-7 stretch. They, they beat Green Bay. That's a good win. I'll give them that. They beat Green Bay 20-7 at home. No, they'll be glad to right. okay. But now I'm going to cut you off because we're going to have to come back and finish this. I, Are I you do serious? really, I, I, I got to go to break. I do. I promise you, I really care what you have to say. And we're oh. going to get right <laughs> back to it. We're going to go to the fair schedule and we're going to look at this because I care what Jay has to say. We'll be right back. to G Cop the house.
1: The IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice American Network. We talk about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and how to get more from your recreation time. Join hosts Brock Ray and Don Kirk with their combined experience of 60 years in the woods Brock and Don have traveled widely, creating TV shows and writing articles on hunting and fishing. Blessed with down-home humor, they're also well-versed in environmental concerns, firearms ownership, and animal rights issues. Tune in every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time to IS Outdoors with Brock Ray and Don Kirk, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred.
2: Getting you ready for your Friday night on g Cop in the House. I am Michael Warren, along with Jason Ashworth. and We were talking about Eagles-Cowboys, big week this week. Somehow we got onto the playoffs, and now we are finding out how good the Bears are. Now, how are we going to find that out? Well, I'll tell you how we're going to find it. We're going to ask Jason how why, <laughs> if the Bears are really legit. So we were going through the, the schedule. Uh, hey, look, I'll give you the Detroit, the Calvin Johnson play. Uh-huh. All right. Okay, My, let, but, let me, but, but I'm not going to I wish which, the show was actually uh, when we were off air. I wish we talked off air uh, what we actually talk about on air. Does that make sense?
0: I wish I, the yeah, show it was I
2: more do. about us off air than it is on air because we have a heck of a lot more fun off air. I because you like because you like to call me names and throw things, and <laughs> hey, we, we just enough, don't do you that here. You, you deserve it all too. We okay, don't throw a so, thing in G. Cobb's house. We don't throw a thing. They stuff, beat okay? Detroit week one. We all know what happened week one. All right. Okay. Please. And, again, just, just to, just to preface, I'm not going to give you too much problems for the early stuff because I admit. All right. Just let it me continue. Bears fans doing will my tell my you they weren't
0: you, you Okay. Oh, it.
2: Oh, you hold it. Hold it. Hold it. All right. So, week two, they beat, they beat Dallas in the midst of the Dallas struggles. I told you I'll give them the win. At, uh, that they beat Cream Bay. It was at home. They should have won that game. They did by three. They lost to New York, a good team. They beat Carolina. Need they got, they got banged up pretty good by New uh, <laughs> York. They lost to Seattle. Need I say more? They lost to Washington. Need I say more? They beat Buffalo. Wow. They beat Minnesota. Seriously? They beat Miami when Miami put zero points on the board, and they had Joey Bag of Donuts taking snaps from center. They beat Philadelphia. His name's Tyler Penn, Jason. Yeah, I know. He played for the Chiefs in the past. I know his name. <laughs> I, his nickname's Joey Bag Donuts. I hear you. They I beat yeah. Philadelphia, which is a good win for them. But you were sitting. I say they just beat them. Fine, fair enough. You want to say, oh, the field fair or whatever? You can have your own excuses. I know. I didn't make get, an excuse for that. No, 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 no. I'm not making an excuse for that. They beat them and they beat them bad. Then they, they just beat Detroit. That again. game. That game was a lot worse than a five point margin. And we all they know they just beat Detroit again. So who of these teams has a winning record? Well, Does Detroit? No, they don't. Does Dallas? No, they don't. Green Bay has a winning record. Does Carolina? No, they don't. Does Buffalo? No, they don't. Does Minnesota? No, they don't. Does Miami? Right, I, no, they don't. So I am just saying, re- like... I didn't realize, okay, I mean, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a break here. They're still 9-3, and three, but, man, when you look at the schedule breakdown, and I admit this is the first time I've done that, Uh should be 11-1. and one. Are you lost in Washington and Seattle? It's terrible, is it not? Yeah. Now, now you have to play New England. Now you have to play New York. Now you have to play Green Bay at Green Bay. Show me something, Chicago. If you want to get in the playoffs, show me something. They have Personally, to. Boys. All right, well, you know what? Look, we're going to find out. I mean, this is. You're like, oh, oh, New England, we need to really build that up. Hey, oh, hey, we're going to yeah, find out. We're, yeah, we're yeah. going to find out. We love your jokes, Jason. Everyone loves your jokes. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize, I guess, their schedule was that soft. I mean, 16 to nothing over Miami. I, I understand what you're saying, but it's still a good win. You shut somebody Don't out not. by 16. Stop it. Stop it. You put up 16 points against Miami. Knowing about the ghosts of 1985 and that Monday night game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that,
2: there was, they were playing heavy, heavy hearts. hearts. <laughs> you just admit that you're not used to using reason. That's all. And once again, J.A. has come through to just bring you mm-hmm. just, <laughs> bring you back down to earth. It's what yeah. once in a while. All right? All right. That's so all right. you think, and this is possible, it's possible they go one and three down the stretch. They could go oh and four considering... The Minnesota game is is at Minnesota, yeah. Um, where Minnesota hasn't been awful this year. You know they've had a few bad ones there, but uh, boy, they could go 0 and four down the stretch. They they could. I don't think they'll go in four, but they very well could, and that's why I'm saying at the end of the day, where I, where this whole conversation stemmed from was, you know, I, I think Chicago could be those that team that we're looking at saying they're strong now that could be left out of the playoffs um, if they can't kind of seal the deal. Uh, themselves here. Now they actually have to prove it that they can't and they don't belong in the playoffs. And every other team team that I mentioned, you can make cases where, oh, no, okay, no, they deserve to be in the playoffs. Yeah, the Packers got a rough schedule, too, though, as we discussed before. I mean... Ugh. All right. So so I'll give you this. Uh, Mainly what I've been thinking the last few weeks is that there's Absolutely no way come, a wild card comes out of the East. It might. But you know what? The Eagles don't have an easy schedule. The Giants don't have an easy schedule. And this is not a, a, by accident. I mean they've intentionally scheduled division games for the end of the season to make you know, things you don't more competitive. The Eagles have a have a decent stretch. I they think decent. decent maybe two games, more confident two games a lot Two games against people the out. Cowboys and, and you got two games against the Cowboys and the Giants? Yeah, the Cowboys don't scare me. The Giants is that one that I think that they'll drop. I, I'm i more confident than probably 80% of the people that I know about this game on Sunday night. I think Michael Vick is going to look solid. I think the team is going to look fast. I think the Sean Jackson is going to have a good game. Okay, but uh, do, I mean, do you realize uh, – just something to think about before we go getting. you know, I know Captain Philadelphia over there is all cranked up. What, no uh, Des Bryant? Do you want me to think about that? No Des Bryant. Uh, no Des Bryant, fine. Probably no Asante Samuel, probably no Winston Justice. King Dunlap, who surprised us all by not embarrassing himself uh, when he filled in a left tackle, will probably play in right tackle. I thought Asante Samuel was going to play, just not practice the rest of the week, and all signs were saying he was going to play. Uh, it's possibly it's questionable. questionable. As of yesterday, if you read Gcod.com, which you obviously don't, he had a little obviously. bit of a setback. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> that. Hey, we'll, we'll know tomorrow if he makes the trip or not. Um, but he's some of the beat writers are speculating he's not he's not going to make it.
0: Okay, no. well
2: next time I I'll start listening to the beat writers from now on. Why don't you Why step wouldn't on a the ledge? They're with the team all day. Step on the, step out on a ledge and tell me what you think the score is going to be. Come out of your comfort zone. I don't want to do that. Come out of your comfort <laughs> zone. All <and> right, just <laughs> let me know what you think the score is going to be at the end of the day. I'm not all saying right, you I- have to say you're right. Just what do you think it's going to be? Alright, understood, because we've got a couple minutes here, we've got to wrap it up anyway. Um, oh boy. Knowing what you know, in Dallas, it's going to be a hyped up game. Sunday yeah, night no, game. no Winston Justice and no Asante Samuel going to change, is going to change my opinion. Alright, um, so, ju- so let's do it. Let me I'm assume they're not going to play. It. How about that? Can I assume they're no, not no, going to play? No, I'm basing it to Asante's, Asante's playing. I'm basing this on Asante playing. Oh, you're going to, let's just make things up now you mean make things up. He hasn't been ruled well, out. he's going to play. I don't think he's going to play. I'll tell you that. If I had to okay. guess, okay. And Jay, if he does play, he's not one hundred percent. The secondary okay. is horrific with him not out there. Where did all four of Jay Cutler's touchdown passes go against the Bears? To the right Great side job. of the offense. I know. That's a salty spot. Joseleo hands is Captain terrible. Andrew. I'll say Cowboys. Uh, I'll say Cowboys twenty-seven, Eagles twenty, if they're without those two guys. Okay. If they're without the two guys, who? Now what's your call? If they're without Asante Samuel, I think it might be a little closer, like a 31-24 Philly. Um, Right now I'm saying 31-17 Philly. Uh, With with those two guys playing? No, I'm saying without Samuel. I don't think Winston-Justice is going to be that big of a hit. I mean, say what you want. King Um, Dunlap, who has looked like a complete stiff for most of his career. He had a good game a few weeks ago. Uh, is now on the right side. That's that's night and day. You don't just grab these guys and go. Oh, you're on the right side, left side. They're, all your footwork, everything's changed. It's like asking uh, Vic to throw right-handed. Maybe not that severe, but it's not easy to just that's, move guys around. Not, but, not that okay. severe. Not that I'm severe. I'm saying, I'm saying right now, because we got to wrap this up. I'm saying right now, the Eagles lose without Asante and Winston Justice. You still like them? We will see, because we're going to come back next week and we're going to go over all this.
0: If yeah, then we're going to the see. Wrong,
2: unless I'm wrong, show. Unless I'm wrong, in which case we'll talk about something else. So, <laughs> 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 but look, we got we got to run, guys. A blast hanging out with you, Jay, as always. I just thank you for hanging out with me. This is G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Everyone have a great week, and we will see you all next week.
1: Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon.